Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 40. Uh, Today is the quickie episode of how I got off from June 9th to June 16th. And you may notice that today is Monday and uh, the posting date is different than it usually is. Or maybe you're listening to these in an order that does not indicate whatsoever when the episode came out. So FYI, this is coming out on a Monday instead of a Sunday. This is intentional. This is going to be the new posting date of the quickie episodes from now on. Um, and just a heads up, the posting date of the regular episodes is going to switch from Fridays to Thursdays, probably somewhere around episode 49. I'm trying out some of the common wisdom around podcasting that, um, suggests that Tuesdays and Thursdays are the superior posting days in the week. And, uh, I'm potentially losing some ears by putting things out on Fridays and the weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm going with a Monday instead of Tuesday, just because, This particular episode is about the week before, and there's something natural about Monday being a start or end of a week, but Tuesday, not so much. So uh, I'll take the advice on the Thursdays and just moving out of the weekend, but you know, that's where my my buying into the system is is ending. Anyway, so all of that out of the way, uh, the big reveal for this week is that I did not get off a single time, even with the addition of an extra day. Uh, so why is that? Well, <laughs> um, I mean, it's been a bit of a dry spell as you, you've heard, if you've been listening to the other episodes where, you know, I've been a couple weeks now where I, I got off maybe once and it was kind of a lackluster interest in sex. Um, and certainly no partner things to speak of. And I've mentioned, you know, it's, uh, one of those things for me, it's a natural ebb and flow of my sexual appetite. Um, and it is, different being, uh, solo, single, whatever, having no arrangements or relationships to, um, have at the ready, you know? Um, cause I, I do find I'm more motivated and certainly more interested when I do have somebody to have the sex with. Um, but since that's not the case, then I'm, you know, just 100% subject to my own, um, moods and feelings and really those moods and feelings are what were the contributing factors in my complete lack of sexual activity. Um, if you have read any of the depression posts that were on graphicpaint.com, uh, you may be aware that I sometimes suffer from very bad depression. Uh, I also do not medicate this depression. I'm not under a therapist or psychiatrist care. I don't go to therapy for it. You know, I, uh, I just, I just deal with it when it happens. Uh, and this is my own approach. I am not recommending this. I'm just stating this is, this is my story. Um, yeah, so this was a, a week where I had some pretty rough days. I have, um, well, just to back up, and I, I don't want to repeat too much. If you were interested in more about this, I'll put a link in the show notes. But the piece that I wrote most recently that deals with this specifically is why I choose not to medicate my depression. And it is a choice. It's a choice based on past experience with antidepressants. 
Um, not that it was a bad experience, but just, you know, I have tried it and I've tried it and I prefer taking the long view of a year of how many actual days in a year am I completely on my ass because of this. Um, it's less than 25%. It's about 12 to 18% of the year, which I'm okay with. I'm, I'm willing to be aware that that is the, um, the amount of time in a year that I'm, I'm allowing depression to affect my life. Um, and when it happens, I just sit through it, you know, and do have some experience sitting through discomfort and bad feelings, just, uh, having, you know, been in recovery for quite a few, well, I don't know if you consider seven to be quite a few, but it feels like quite a few years. Um, yeah. And I also think that there's value in having times when, you don't feel great. You know, I think, I think it would be unhealthy to, to live a life or set things up in your life so that you never have to sit through uncomfortable feelings. So they never have a bad feeling, you know, and everything's just like this peachy keen puppy and rainbow filled existence that doesn't seem natural or healthy. Um, so that is why my personal decision is not to try to, uh, change the equilibrium, you know, not to try to soften the peaks and valleys, but just kind of, you know, roll with it. Um, excuse me. Another contributing factor. Um, I seem to be very sensitive to, to hormones. Um, and I have been on hormonal birth control. I'm on a new hormonal birth control for the last couple of months. Um, thank you. Well, I'm thankful to be on Medicaid or Medicare. I can never keep track of which one it is. But anyway, they apparently have very specific um, standards as far as which birth controls they cover. And so the hormonal birth control I had been on that I was happy with is not covered by them specifically, despite repeated appeals from my doctor, um, given, you know, the, the depression and mood swings and PMDD and acne and, and the whole thing. Anyway, so I'm on some generic something or other that's supposed to help with those things, but I can tell you after two plus months, not, not so much. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's hard for me to tell. I mean, the depression that I did have this week, I mean, it was not unfamiliar. I don't know. I can't say, you know, with certainty whether it was hormonally related or not, but to describe how it feels, because depression affects all of us, like nobody's immune to it. Um, I get extremely sad and I not only feel very sad, like on the brink of tears, but I feel panicky at the same time. I feel like my breath is shallow as if I'm on the verge of a panic attack. Um, and that feeling of being on the verge of a panic attack. Also, there's a type of, um, like activity in my blood, like I'm kind of vibrating on the inside somehow. And it's just a really, really uncomfortable. And I want to sleep through it. I want to curl up in a ball and I just want to like, you know, put my head down and get through it. But that, um, that panicky feeling, it, it's also a restlessness. And so it's very difficult to find any relief in lying down or sleeping because it's just, it's almost like uh, taking a minute to focus on all of the discomfort and it doesn't, it doesn't dispel it. Um, so yeah, there were several days this week, which that's, you know, what I was dealing with. 
And those kind of feelings aren't conducive to, you know, like, you know, I should, I should go beat off. Um, which is not to say I wasn't interested. <clears throat> you know, I had like a sexy dream with a, I was in a relationship and, uh, in this dream, like we're all in some sort of like camp community set in the seventies somehow. I don't know, but there are lots of adults around and I'm in this relationship and I, it becomes apparent to me that this person that I'm with is engaging with somebody else on the side. So in the dream, I'm not upset about it. I'm trying to get them to engage with this person in front of me, but they're kind of not buying it. They don't believe that, that I won't flip out, but I'm trying to make it like, I think that it would actually be really hot to watch you kiss this person in front of me. Anyway, at some point there's like this, this orgy, not as the result of this. I don't think that wound up working. I think I wound up like falling into another kind of group sex thing, whatever. Anyway, that was, that was the highlight of my of my week. That was the total complete extent of any sexual activity. And it was all while I was sleeping and not even, um, powerful enough to inspire me to beat off once I woke up. So anyway, um, but yeah, I did have a couple moments <laughs> reflecting on my mood and the fact that I hadn't had sex and also that it had been kind of a dry few weeks and, you know, I, <sighs> getting fucked would have helped clear my head. You know, I really, it would have really helped. Um, but yeah, I didn't go to any extraordinary measures to make that happen. I didn't take any measures to make that happen. Honestly, I didn't reach out to anybody. Um, it was just kind of like, well, if it falls in my lap, I will take it gladly, but I'm not going to, you know, seek it out, which whatever. That's just how, (laughs) how it was, you know, I mean, stress was, has been a factor in the last few weeks. It was even more so this one, you know, like stress gets more stressful when it's combined with uh, shitty feelings. So yeah, it was a, it was a tough week. It was tough, but I'm not whining. I'm just, uh, I'm just describing to you what has led to the fact that I'm here telling you I went seven or eight days and there's not a thing happening downstairs. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, the silver lining of this is maybe this is an opportunity if you are in a relationship or you have a partner or any kind of, you know, not necessarily a romantic relationship, but anybody in your life that, um, you know, goes through some pretty extreme ups and downs, maybe this is an opportunity to kind of talk to them about it. Are you having these conversations? I don't know. I, I find that much like people are uncomfortable talking about sex, they're also uncomfortable talking about mental illness and mental health and uh, just, you know, any kind of emotional struggles. It's difficult stuff to talk about. All of it is, you know, and all of it is difficult, I think, because it it puts you in a position of vulnerability if you are the person sharing. Um, But also, you know, much like I think there's value in sharing about... um, you know, the sexual experiences, because everybody, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to identify with what you're saying. Like it's the same with emotional and mental health stuff. You know, there will always be somebody that has had the experience that you are having. Somebody will identify with you. And if we all became a little bit more willing and open towards having these conversations, we'd learn this. Um, I do have sobriety to thank for this, you know, like the whole program I'm in is about telling your story so that somebody else can be like, wow, I'm not the only (laughs) person that went through this. Now I don't feel so alone. It's pretty good stuff. Um, 
another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, so yeah, so this podcast is hosted by Graphic Paint, and if you've spent any time on the site, um, you may have noticed that we're we're looking to be more populated by content submitted by viewers and readers and listeners. Um, we're always looking for photography, for video, for audio, for use in the podcast, but video and um, photography for use on the site, uh, possibly also in printing some kind of art zines, uh, and also for writing. Um, everything that we're looking for, we're looking for an honest point of view. We don't want anything fiction we don't want anything that somebody else did. We don't want anything staged. We just want honest accounts of like what you're going through living as a, as a human being. Um, our intent is to offer these very honest and true accounts of, of life, you know, which just happens to include sex. So that's why we don't censor. That's why we are very open and uh, eager, in fact, to get filthy, explicit material because we believe this is just a healthy part of living life. So anyway, uh, another another addition to that ask is that if you are local in NYC, um, I'm looking for people that are willing to be photographed, um, ideally photographed in your home, um, so that I can you know capture things specific about your space in your body. Um, and in the place where I, you know, I would think that you would be most comfortable. So if you're interested in that, or if you have any questions about any of the things I've just said, or you just want to, you know, talk about depression, if you are going through some of the same feelings I described, um, you can always email me at sex at graphicpaint.com. I do answer. Um, yeah. So, uh, I hope to hear from you. And like I said, for now, the regular episodes are sticking with Friday for another few weeks, but it will be changing. Um, but that means that I will talk to you on Friday. And until then, I wish you many orgasms this week. Be well. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance. <laughs>